Welcome everyone, I'm Anu. I'm Sumit. And, and we, we are, are the Cyber, Cyber siblings. siblings. Hello everyone. Today we are kicking off season one, which is all about knowing and learning how to protect yourself from scams. Wow, well today, uh, let's start with talking about how we protect and safeguard our loved ones from the high mom scam. Like, it yeah. is really big out there at the moment. Yeah, no, that's a really good one to pick. So, well, let's jump right into it, sis. Um, can you tell everyone and to our listeners, what is this high mom scam? It really comes down to a couple of things from uh, like what it is about. And it's really playing on vulnerable parents. It's really going into um, messaging, scammers messaging and pretending and claiming to be the victim's child or the parent's child in that case. And the messages come from an unsaved number and the scammers pretending to be the child. So they claim that the child has lost their phone and are desperately needing money. So there's sort of like a sense of urgency and really uh, playing on that emotional level of where parents want to make sure their child's are safe and yeah. are not hurt. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a good good point. It's interesting that you mentioned the whole thing about, you know, they've lost their phone and, you know, there's this desperate need. It's interesting, the other day I was looking at one um, case or one scenario where they were showing um, what's actually starting to happen is because people are becoming aware of just generally the whole high mom scam, there are some scammers out there that are actually doing some variations on them, which is to try and enforce more urgency and say, hey, you know what, this is actually legit. And it's interesting what I picked up was what they've started doing is from that very unsafe number that you were mentioning before, um, what the scammers are actually doing is they will then call the parent. Oh, or wow. In that case, yeah. So then you, you think, okay, well, if I'm getting a call, um, of course, it's going to be my child. No scammer would actually try and then make a call from um, that yeah. number again when it's not actually saved. But what they'll do is they'll just muffle the whole voice out and pretend for it to be a network error. Oh, crap. And then all of a sudden the parent gets a bit worried. Oh, my God, my child is in danger. And that urgency to actually make a payment or whatever they're requesting the parent to do all of a sudden becomes a lot more heightened because, oh, look, why else are they trying to call me? They can't get, get to me. And all of a sudden you get this panic coming through. Oh, my gosh. Um, and look, for any parent who's listening, that would be scary. So I want to actually really use some time now. Let's actually go, well, let's unpack this scam a bit and understand what's going on underneath. Yeah, sounds good. Thinking about that, you know, the first thing to actually be called on your number would mean some sort of personal data is out there. That phone True. number, your mobile phone number, I guess either um, your child's phone number or the parent's phone number, um, or both of them in this instance, they could be out there. They could have been compromised or somehow that data is actually out there, you know, for to be a target. That is true. So I'm actually going to just say a reflective moment for me and all the listeners where are we actually giving out our phone numbers? If that phone number, like the parent's exactly. phone number or the child yeah. is what the scammers are using, are we actually safeguarding our phone number? Are you safeguarding your phone number? That's a bit of a reflective moment, I think, for all of us to just think about. Yeah. And look, it is critical. We always think about, you know, name, date of birth, address, phone number. Email. Visa, yeah, email address. 
Um, and we sometimes think about, you know, your license numbers or passport numbers. Um, phone numbers are just as critical. It actually reminds me of, I forgot whom the comedian one was, but they started actually making a bit of a joke about this at one of the comedy festivals. And they were saying, oh, you know, I was walk walking in and I went to the shops and I bought a pair of socks. And at the checkout counter, as soon as um, it got scanned, the checkout counter person was like, oh, yeah, we'll just need your email address with that as well. <laughs> and yeah, and so he started, he started making, obviously, a bit of a joke about it. And he's like, yeah, yeah no, 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 I'm just here to buy the socks. Um, the socks do not come with a mandatory friendship request as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the other thing I picked up from this scam is really the time urgency there is a really interesting component with this my my high mom scam which is going into it's generally about the child um, needing to make a payment so the scammers are going um i've got a critical payment uh, and it could be for water electricity or some other general nature expense but it really talks the scammers will really in the message to the mom or the parents say transfer to a specific account and it's due tomorrow or it's due today so there's a real time sensitivity mm, yeah. um kind of reminds me of the um, suit series on netflix which talks of it where you see harvey spectra when he's um he's actually teaching ross uh, mike ross uh, around when someone has a gun to your head uh, you don't you do have options and it's about making sure that you um really think about grabbing the gun not just going oh hang on i'm going to get shot that i have no option so it's a good analogy <laughs> to me it reminds me of harvey spectra and mike ross's conversation but it also really kind of highlights the need for us to think about developing that skill and mindset are we how we respond under pressure and that's what i feel harvey was teaching mike that's um, a good thing to take the gun but how often do we question when we're under pressure it's kind of like, just tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. Um, it's natural. I mean, that's just human nature. Like, and if okay. it's a loved one, then you, you would freak out and you, you could. But I think that's what it's yeah. all about in terms of scams and living in today's world. How do you protect yourself? That's an interesting point. So when you said time urgency, with these payments that they're asking you know, the parent to make, is it, is it for a specific payment? Are they just saying, Hey, just send it to my account or like, I mean, surely that would be easier to pick up. Wouldn't it? You'd think so. They gen they have, and they definitely, um, kind of go with, there's been variations to it. There has been, uh, some have been specified. I've seen BSB and account numbers. Others have had different ways of method, but it's all involving making a transfer of money for some payment that's due. And sometimes they haven't even specified, it's just been generic that I've got a reoccurring payment. It could be even rent or anything. Right. And so maybe even things like electricity? Could or, be, yeah. Okay, or like water bills or something like that. Okay, well, that's that, that sort of makes sense. I mean, when you think about your um, utilities bills, they're your child's kind of um, essentials, aren't they? And so they're kind of critical and you're like, okay, oh, yep, you know, look, if they're falling behind or if something has happened, you know, if they've lost their phone to start with, they're obviously in some sort of trouble. And if they're going to miss something, well, let's help them. That's true. But then, then, okay, do the scammers know that the child is not living at home? Or it could be that the child's paying that part of the expense. Um, but 
Well, they could, they could. And this is where a lot of monitoring would be going out. So, I mean, in terms of what data is out there, um, it's interesting that variation where that muffled call is made back, they knew um, that that child was actually going out on, you know, out to sea. So they were actually out on a boat where, you know, network errors do occur. So even the red flags can sort of be passed off as, oh, you know what, this is a legitimate um, scenario. This can happen or these things can happen. And, you know, we should we should not be dismissive of it. But I guess what that actually makes me think about, and so I guess my reflect moment here for our listeners are um, the payments. Uh, you know, it's not just your standard payments anymore. It's not, hey, give us your BSB and account number and we will transfer by going into internet banking or going into a branch and making sure. a payment. Um, what are the ways that payments are enabled these days? And so do we actually check the account details before transferring money? So I'm thinking things like nowadays you can make payments by using something called pay ID. Yeah. Right? And you can just need the other person's mobile number. Um, you can use messenger platforms. So a WhatsApp payment or, you know, any other messenger platforms as well, where they're enabling and they're making these payments more readily accessible for certain generations. Or even in Southeast Asia, you have, you know, the whole UPI payments platforms. Um, so anything that links you to funds other than your standard BSB, SWIFT and account numbers, in my eyes, is now a facilitation method for payments to be made or for funds to actually go out. It's not just you going into a branch and of making course, a yeah. deposit. So it's getting a lot easier as well. But then could it like, if we think Harvey Specter's advice around someone's pointing that gun, should like someone receiving that message actually ask for, please provide the BSB and account number, which is perhaps old school and old mm. style, but that would mean you can actually validate and verify that is a legit, oh. who knows? Yeah, it could be, could be. Well, um, look, I think the other part of this is really the role of social media that comes through here. Oh, definitely. Like, so how does the scammer know that either the child is away or not at home? Mm. Um, like, have they picked up or they've picked up the child or relative is working remotely? Or they've picked up something that sounds legit. And it really, for me, the reflection moment here for our listeners is, how much are you sharing online around about your whereabouts? And yeah. more importantly, who's got access to it? It's kind of like, you know, in the old days, we were always told um, when you're going on holidays, um, back in the day, everyone would always leave a recorded message on their, like for their voicemail. So if someone then called that, well, Back in those days, it was the landline number for that house, yes. right? And it would be like, oh, um, you've reached the residence of Mr. and Mrs. Blah. And, you know, we'll be going on, um, you know, a tour to a so-and-so place. And we'll be overseas from this date to this date. Um, so we can't take, um, we can't pick up your phone right now. But um, we'll, we'll respond as soon as, you know, we get back. And so anyone that, you know, back then the whole safety awareness was always, you know, don't tell where you're going to be and how long you're away for, because if a thief was actually trying to break into your house, well, they know, okay, I called that landline and they said they're away from that time to that time. So no one's at home. So there's your target. Um, in the same way, wow. you know, when people share that on social media, they're kind of maybe saying, okay, you know, we'll be 
um, will be here or I'll be over there. That, that is giving away even location details or the recurring nature of what you do and where you always are. So yeah, maybe some food for thought there. Yeah, wow, that's a good reflector moment. I think let's um, let's get into how do people actually stay safe? Oh, that's, um, yeah, that's the million dollar question. Look, I think we need to get that awareness around checking. Yeah. So always check. And so in this case, when you described that scam, you were mentioning that it was an unsaved number, right? And the child is yep. saying, oh, this is my new number because I've lost my phone. Correct. Right. So maybe the parent should actually call the original number of the child and check. And yep. you know, if the child does pick up, right, then, well, then you've obviously just, you know, thwarted it right then and there, the scam. So looking at saying, okay, let's, let's, let's call the original one. That's, that's the one, you know, and you know, if someone else picks up, well, that's another matter. And obviously you'd probably need to investigate that. But I think in the first instance, check the original. But okay, so say if someone has put on social media, oh, I'm flying off and you know that, again, the phone will be switched off so you can't validate. Yeah. I think it's also important to then kind of go child's friends or the workplace or if they were studying the education provider, but kind of checking that social circle around or the mm, the, the, yeah. the circle around and going, who are, uh, who are the other people um, that I can check with and have yeah. I got numbers to do I know where my loved ones are yeah yeah and no, that's I think good one and I think the other thing would also be um, so we've covered check what about reverse check I think that's another way to do it so like if you're making a payment somewhere um, are we reverse checking where that payment is going what location is it so sure like a BSB an account number if you're now saying well just transfer it to my account well you would know your um, you know, their BSB and account number. And if they're with, you know, bank XYZ and all of a sudden they're saying, you know, pay me into this bank account with, this, with bank ABC, then, you know, that should obviously be ringing alarm bells, but also the payment type. So like we said, if you're paying through like a messenger platform or if you're paying with a pay ID or yeah. something else with a phone or something like that, um, I think it's also worthwhile checking where it's going. Um, so a lot of, um, like you mentioned the electricity and water, if it's something that necessary or to pay, right. Those, um, utility providers actually even have, um, their bill of pay codes publicly available. So oh, okay. if it's not going to that bill of pay code, you know, you're not paying that water company or water utility provider. So that's another way of actually also checking, um, based on the payment type. Yeah. Okay. No, I think that there are definitely ways because we don't know what the expenses are for and also even checking reverse checking in the sense of sanity checking what kind of expense it is yeah, yeah. um but not fair enough um i also really think that um a secret code is sort of kind of unique and fun as well in terms of well with your mom or your loved ones if you are ever going to be in danger or you need help have you got some kind of special code that that your mom or your loved one know so that they know that it's a legit that's actually yeah that's a very good one and it's something that only you know the parent and the child would know correct yeah yeah, yeah. it actually reminds me of um a really old one um dr phil actually um put forward i think in one of his like many 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 years ago and he said like do you have something where he was obviously um giving advice to a family and he said, so 
what about if you know you put like a pot plant on the windowsill so right. anyone that was driving by they would know that that person was in a compromised position and or if something is happening so it was a secret way of communicating that pot plant if that was ever sitting on the windowsill that was an interesting one Oh, wow. I was actually thinking of, I was inspired. Uh, you know, I'm such a Bollywood fan. Yes. <laughs> um, and for any of our listeners who are Bollywood fans as well, Ram Ji London Wale is a really good movie that I like and where the brother is going overseas and he says to his sister who's just gotten married and he says, if you're in problem or you're on a duress, when you send the letter, they were showing the movie where they're writing handwritten letters. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> um, and he goes, if you're happy and all is good, write it with pen. Yeah. But if you're under duress or you're unhappy or something's not okay, yeah. um, uh, don't write it down. Just write your letter as per normal, yeah. but in pencil. Yeah. And so their code was pencil versus pen in that letter. And then... I guess the brother would know he needs to call and sort of yeah. help out. So that was their code, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I remember. And he, he, she ended up using it. She ends up saying, look, uh, sorry, I couldn't find a pen, so I'm writing in pencil. I hope you know what I mean. Yes. That's, it's a, that's a very good one, very good one. Um, it's interesting you said the word duress. Um, that actually gave me an, um, a reminder of, um, remember, Born Ultimatum. Um, so in that one where, um, the character of, uh, Nikki Parsons, she's standing there with, um, uh, uh, Jason Bourne, uh, which is obviously played by Matt Damon. And when they get a call from Langley, um, the Noah Verson, he does a little quick, he goes, I need to do an ID challenge, um, and code in Sparrow. And all of a sudden they're on the computer screen. If that person, if Nikki Parsons was under duress, she would respond with Ruby. And if she, oh, yeah. if everything is normal, she would respond Everest. So yeah. in that way, the other person on the phone can dictate what needs to be done while actually sending backup or something to protect as well. So I think, yeah, just having those secret codes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had forgotten about the Bourne ultimatum. And so I think my reflective moment for all our listeners is, have you got a secret way of communicating with your loved ones? Like we've just shared, talked about three examples, um, but have you got one? Yeah, no, I think I think it's a very valid question. You know what all of this reminds me of? What? This is pretty much um, cryptography 101. Oh, I, mean, no. <laughs> I mean, isn't this symmetric encryption, you know, where you have, a, you share a private key. It's the same key to encrypt and it's the same key to decrypt. And only, you know, the receiver and the sender actually know that key. So I think we can take a um, leaf out of the cryptography book here. Oh, wow. Wow. You have a way of just bringing it right back. Well, so that is three key ways to protect yourself and your loved ones from the high mom scam one check number two reverse check and number three my favorite the secret code and with that that's a wrap for today until we talk again stay safe and secure